Good morning, church. Thank you so much for being here. We are in the middle of a longer message series. I think this is, uh, this is number nine. Uh, I've never done one this long before, but there's just so much packed in there. And we probably could make it 15 or 20, but um, I think we're going to wrap this series up this morning. And what we've been talking about is Uncommon Sense. That's the the title of the series. And Uncommon Sense is wisdom. God's Not just any wisdom, God's wisdom. Wisdom from God. Because knowledge alone is not enough. I'm making just a testify to that. eh? Knowledge alone is not enough. We need the wisdom of God in everything that we do, everything that we say, how we think, so that we can be successful, so that we can be blessed, so that we can do the will of the Lord and carry that out to the best of our ability. It takes God's wisdom. We need His wisdom for all of these things. And so during this series, we talked a lot about how that you know, wisdom begins in the heart, and we've got to have the right heart set. It's not just the mi- right mindset, it's the right heart set. That's where it begins. And then it then, it, you know, it's our mind. We've got to get our thoughts in line, thinking right, thinking the principles that are in the Word, thinking principles that wise men think. And then we've got to get our words and, and how we speak, how we think, how we talk. And, you know, we, we went over uh, some other things with actions and how, you know, decisions and how to make decisions and how to successfully make those decisions, the, the steps that we need to, to, to take to make to be able to make those decisions in life, crucial, critical decisions, because we're all facing things in life. And matter of fact, if I went around this morning and grabbed the mic and just went around to everybody, I think everybody could say they're going through something or they're facing a decision that they need to make in life or they're working towards some things, they got to work some things out, whether it be in your relationships with family, relationships with your work or relationship with friends, or maybe it's a, a life decision in regards to uh, you know, uh, housing or, or, or job and you've got, you know, career decisions to make. There's, there's all kinds of things that we need wisdom on. There's all kinds of things that we need wisdom for. And part of being a wise person is knowing how to build good habit patterns in your life, good habit patterns in, in life. So before we dig in, and that's what I want to talk about this morning is building good habits, but before we dig in, Let's go to the Lord in prayer just one more time. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you your word never returns void. We thank you that all distractions are gone right now. And I thank you that we could just focus upon you just this short time here this morning and be encouraged, be built up, be lifted up by your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, I want to start with that verse in the New Living Translation. It says, their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. What's it talking about? It's talking about the Proverbs. So the purpose of the Proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. So in these verses, we see Solomon telling us, you know, the purpose of the the Proverbs. And we've gone through this series, we've gone through so many different scriptures and verses and Proverbs, these sayings. And these sayings have really helped me and opened my, my, my eyes to many areas in life, and it's already begun to help me. It's already begun to help me to have this uncommon sense, 
to think about things just a little bit different than I thought before because I can't think the same way I thought before if I want to go to another level in Christ, if I want to go to another level of being blessed, if I want to go to another level of being successful in life. You say, well, TJ, well, life's not all about success. It's not all about success, but success sure is nice. Amen. Being blessed sure is not. You know that word blessed. And we have in Matthew 5 where he's going on in the Sermon on the Mount. And he's talking about the Beatitudes. He says, blessed are, blessed are. And you can just see the list. Blessed are these people. Blessed are those. And, and he has that list there. And blessed there, it means happy. I'm telling you, God wants you to be happy. Jesus wants you to be happy. A lot of people get all upset. And a lot of Christians in the body of Christ get really upset with, uh, quote, you know, the... Prosper, they call it prosperity teaching or whatever. I'm going to tell you what. And they're, and they're talking about, you know, God wants you to be happy. And they say, well, it's not all about that. They say, well, God wants us to be happy and there's nothing wrong with it. That's what I always say. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with being happy. Why would God not want his children to be happy? I want my children to be happy. I sure do. Now, they're not going to be happy all the time because there's things that they're, they're going to have to do in life that they want to. I mean, they had to do some chores, had to clean some bathrooms, had to do some things like that. Right? Well... They, they're not super happy maybe when they're doing that because they, they you know, they, they would rather be playing a game or, or, or what have you. But in general, they're happy and I want them to be happy. I want them to be blessed. And God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be successful. And the only way to do that is to tap in to His wisdom that He will give to you liberally. He will give it to you liberally. And it's for free. All we have to do is know the principles that are in the Word of God. Know these sayings that are here in the Proverbs. Grab a hold of them. Study them. Grab a hold of them. You know, if you missed any of these messages, you can get on churchpluggedin.com, download it. I'm putting the notes online. You, know, you may have to listen to, to, to understand what some of the, what's on the notes mean, but the notes are there. The Scriptures are there. Read it. Let that Word just, you know, get down inside of you. Grab those notes. Open it up. And, and take a look at those Scriptures. Those things and those areas that you know that, that you need change in so that you can be wise, so that you can be more and more successful. And this word discipline, you know, the purpose, he wants us, uh, this means that you have established, uh, that you've established the right habits in your life, if you will. You know, discipline. You know, being disciplined is, is, is I know what's right, I know what's, what's, what's wrong, I know what's good for me, what's bad for me. And I'm going to discipline myself to do what is right. I'm going to discipline myself to make the right decisions. Because sometimes we have to discipline, discipline ourselves to do those things because it just doesn't come naturally sometimes. Because our flesh just wants to just do whatever, right? But I tell you what, when we get into a habit and we discipline ourselves in the areas we know we need to, it is so much better. Life is so much easier. Life just comes and, and it's just... It's just so good to be alive at that point. How many know what I'm talking about? It's just so good to be alive. When you get disciplined in an area of your life that you weren't disciplined in before, it's just so much better. You feel so much better about yourself. So we're going to talk about some of these, uh, you know, how to build good habits and some of the things. And I've got four main truths that will help us build good habits. And the first one is your habits are the tracks of your life. They take you somewhere. They take you somewhere. Your habits are the tracks in your life. And they're taking you somewhere. And a lot of times we don't like to, you know, we don't think about it because, you know, we're just doing what we normally do. And we've got, you know, certain habit patterns that we're locked into. 
And we don't stop to think where that particular habit might be taking us. That thing that we've always done. But it's definitely taking us somewhere because we're creatures of habit. I mean, we wake up in the morning. I'll tell you, when I wake up in the morning, I do the same thing every morning. And if I asked you, you'd probably, you know, you'd say, yeah, I do the same things every morning. And, and it, those of you that don't, you know, well, I can say, we even do the, we, we're even creatures of habit on Sundays. Even Sunday mornings when we come in here. How do I know that? Because you sit in the generally about the same seat that you always sit in every single time. You know, you're, you're, it's this, you're just in a habit of what? Sitting near around in that area. Sitting around in that seat. And it's just good. Just for fun, let's shake things up. And everybody that's sitting in this section next week, you guys sit over here. And everybody in this section, remember now, all of you guys sit over there. It, it'll just blow your mind. It'll be a different perspective. You just, I mean, you won't even know what happened. Y'all look at me like, TJ, you're crazy. I always sit here. I want to sit here. You can sit where you want to sit. I'm just but why is that? We're creatures of habit. We get comfortable. We're programmed to lock into certain things and do the same things over and over again. And so, uh, you know, I want to challenge you to look at those patterns. And sometimes we just, we do things without even thinking. And we think a certain way or we feel a certain way without even just giving it a second thought. Because that's the way it's always been. And so I want to challenge you this morning to look at all the habits in your life, every single one, and do an evaluation of it, and look at those habits and, and see if there's any that you think that you may need to change to go to that different level I was talking about this morning in God, to go to that different place of success, to go to that different place of blessings. Four areas that we need to have control of our habits because remember, our habits are tracks. They're the tracks of our life and they're, they're taking us somewhere. So there's four areas that we need to have certain control over our habits in these areas. The first one is mental and emotional habits. And we talked about this in this series a lot, how that we're not led by our emotions. That we're to have the mind of Christ because our emotions will mess us up many times. Now sometimes our emotions get it right but they're unreliable. They get, they get us in, off on the wrong track many times. So we can't just rely on our emotions. So we've got to have control of our habits in this area of mental and emotional habits. In Proverbs 19.19 19, it says, A man of great wrath will pay the penalty. For if you deliver him, you will only have to do it again. In Proverbs 27.4, Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? So see, you can see that certain mental and emotional habits don't bode well for us. And this brings us into the next one, which is relationships ha habits. Relationship habits. Having, you know, because our emotions are kind of tied, not kind of, they are, they're tied to our relationships. And so we need to have control of our habits in our relationships. You know, having the proper intimacy with others, walking in forgiveness, kindness, love, having patience with others, on and on and on. These things. Having peace. Because why? Because how we treat others is so important. How we trust is important. God desires for us to be everything that we can be in our relationship with Him and in our relationship with others. All of our relationships He desires for us to have the best of the best of the best. 
And that comes from having habit patterns that walking in peace, love, kindness, joy. So we've got control over our mental and emotional habits and our relationship habits. In Proverbs 11, 9, it says, With their words, the godless destroy their friends, but knowledge will rescue the righteous. In eleven seventeen, it says, Your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. So you can see the difference between the two types of of relationship, emotional, mental, these, you know, these emotions that we have, that having the right emotions is, is very, very important. And so many of us, we, we get in a habit of when certain things happen in a relationship or certain things happen around us, we have a habit of responding a certain way. We'll have a habit of getting angry real quick, or we may have a, a, a habit of just being real kind and loving. So what we've got to do is train ourselves to be kind and to be loved, to be dis- loving, be disciplined in those areas and have that habit pattern of always treating those around. And this is what we do. You know, we do this with our children all the time. We say, well, when he does that, that doesn't mean you wall off and smack him upside the head. Come on. You know, that doesn't mean you just go and start calling him names and getting all upset just because he was aggravating you. No, that's not what you, that's not how we respond. And what do we do? We sit there, we teach them how to respond and, and not to, you know, get in those emotions in that way and how to deal with those things. And we've got to do the same thing even as adults as we grow up. We've got to respond to others a certain way, the way that God has told us to respond, the way that God has told us to do. Why is this so important? What does it have to do with wisdom? Because when you're walking in these habits and you're doing the Word like that, God can speak to you. When you're in wrath, when you're all upset, when you're angry, God just can't, He, he can't really lead and guide you at that time. You're, you're all in your emotions and you're all upset and you're all just, you're off over here. And he, he can't really move and work through that. He can't work through that time because you're not in line with what the Word says. Does that make sense? That's what it has to do with wisdom. This is why it's so important to have discipline in our habits, everything we have. The next one is physical habits. Now, we're made up of spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. Now, many Christians believe that God is just concerned with our spirit, and He's concerned with our soul, and He's not concerned with the body at all. That's just not true. That's just not true. We have the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, spirit, soul, and body. We are made in His, what? Likeness, in His image, right? We are made in Him. And, And... our body is extremely important. Now, we don't have time to get into the theology of this and go, we could do a whole message on this. But what we do with our physical body is just as important as what we do with our spirit man and how we build that up and we get in the Word and we're taking care of our soul. But we need to be able to take care of our body as well. God cares about all three. The Word of God states that we're the temple of God and we've got to take care of it. We can't just do whatever we want. And so... You know, me, one of the things I'm trying to do, just even in the area of health, is I'm trying to be more consistent getting on a treadmill. Now, this is extremely difficult for me because I am very, very undisciplined when it comes to exercise. I'll be the first one to tell you that I hate exercising. Let me just say that one more time. I hate exercising. 
if you love exercising, I would love to talk to you to find out why and how you got your mind and your thing, how you just got everything wrapped around, you know, just, just what got you there, because I would really like to know. Now, I'm going on about two weeks now, and my goal is to be on that treadmill at least four or five times a week. Now, I schedule six days a week. So if I miss one, then I'm good. Because if I only schedule three and I miss one, I'm only going to get two. That's just how it goes. So I'm trying to I schedule six, and I hope for four or five. Now, this past week, I got four. The week before, I got five. So I'm starting to slip. You guys need to pray and intercede for me this week. Have me in your prayers, you know, because I need to be consistent. I need to be disciplined. So tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, it'll be that time, and I'll be on that treadmill. And I'll be going. And I'm hating it the first few minutes. But once I get going, it's okay. And the sense of accomplishment that I have when I get off that treadmill, oh, it's second to none. It is second to none. And those of you that are workout warriors, you know what I'm talking about. It's second Because you, you just, when you're done, that sense of accomplishment, that's what it was all about. Right? So now I just, I felt so good about myself that first week. I got five days in the week. I was like, yeah, I'm the man. I'm the man. You know, I was just so excited. I'm so happy. Right? So, but it's hard to discipline sometimes, and even in our physical bodies, the Lord wants us to take care of it. Spiritual habits, obviously, you know, studying the Bible, praying, doing what you're doing now. You're here on a Sunday morning, listening to this message, listening here. So, that's a good habit, coming every single Sunday morning, being here, ready to worship God, to hear the Word. Those are good habits. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, very popular Scripture, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. The things that I want to point out here in this verse is trust, lean not, acknowledge, fear the Lord. You may want to write that down under this. You know, trust, lean not, acknowledge, fear the Lord. One more time. Trust, Lean not, acknowledge, fear the Lord. These are not statements of a one-time event. These are statements of a continual daily process that we're to have to trust in the Lord, lean not to our own understanding, acknowledge Him, and fear Him in everything that we do. Amen? See, this is a, it's an ongoing thing. It's not a one-time thing that we do that. This isn't a salvation scripture. This is an everyday scripture. Amen? It's an everyday scripture. Trust, lean not, acknowledge, fear the Lord daily. The second truth is that habits are formed by us, not forced on us. Habits are formed by us, not forced on us. Now, if we're going to manage our life well with wisdom, some of our habits have to change. We know that. But the good news is, is I've got the power to change every habit that I want to change. Because why? It's not forced on me. Any habit is not forced on me. It's, it's formed by me. I'm the one who decided to get locked into that habit, whatever it may be. But I have the power through Jesus Christ to change it. I've got the power. Remember that song where you I got the power. Some of us need to walk around just, I got the power. Because we got the power to change it. And some of you know, it's like, I, I used to, I, I, I'll tell you, I tried this whole working out thing, you know, a few months ago. And I got going and then I ended up quitting. 
And I just thought I would never make it. It's going to be too hard. I'm not going to do it. But you, you, I kind of almost, I almost gave up. Almost gave up. But then I started thinking, you know what? I can't give up. Well, you know, I, I've got to get back in here. I've got to do this. I've got the power to change it. To be dis- The key is discipline and discipline myself. Our habits are the result of choices we make in response to several things. And this is not an exhaustive list, I want to, exhaustive list, but I want to talk about a few of these. So our habits are the result of choices we make in response to, number one, significant people. Significant people. What am I talking about? You know, mom and dad. Mom and dad always did it this way. You know, grandpa did it this way. Mom and dad did it this way. So I'm doing it this way. So our habits kind of get formed can you see that? Our habits get formed even by, you know, so-and-so's doing it this way and so-and-so's doing it that way, so I'm going to do it this way. And so our choices and the habits that we make and the things that we get locked into are in response to certain things. And one of them is significant people that are in our lives. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's the, uh, my last name's Hall, so it's just, it's the Hall way. Well, Hall way, okay, that didn't, I need another last name. It's this... It's the Stuart way. Yeah, that's just the Stuart way of doing things. You know, so I can't really say, oh, that didn't work. Okay. But the next one that we're in response to is our peers, you know, just like with others. It's just, you know, family, significant people, and like, but even just peers, influence. And, 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 you know, our response and how we deal with them, our response determines the choice that we make to, to, to our peers many times. This is why, you know, when children, well, we're careful who they hang out with, who they're not hanging out with. You know, we're, we're, we're sitting here looking, okay, who do I, you know, can they spend the night over there? Can they go do this? Can they go to that concert? Can they do that? Can they do this and that? Well, why, why are we worried about our children, we, you know, and who they're around and stuff? Because they're going to pick up either good habits or bad habits from their friends or their people that they, they know and they want to hang out with. And as parents, many times we're like, I don't want you hanging around with that dude. And many times we're like, you know, that one there, go ahead, all, all day, all, all, any, as much time as you want. You know, matter of fact, you need to learn a little something from him because he's nice and more respectful than you, boy. Get over there. Learn something from that boy over there. He says, yes, ma'am, to me every time I see him. Get over there. Right? Because we want him to learn and pick up habits that we want, you know, and other habits we don't want him learning. So we're careful about that. We've, you know, it really, why do we cut that off when we get to adulthood? We need to be careful about that as well. You know, because how much time or who we're around or how we do, because it influences how we think and how we do make our habits. Pain is the next one. Pain. Our habits are the result of choices we make in response to pain. Many times. You know, you know, you know if I hurt my foot, I stub my toe and it's hurting really bad. Well, what happens? I kind of, I got a limp. Why do I have a limp? Why am I doing, and I, got, I, I get in a habit of limping to help me cope with the pain. Can you see where I'm going? Internally, we do the same thing many times when we have a pain in our life. Somebody hurts us or something happens. You know, we, we, we do one of two things. One, we put up walls. You know, a defense mechanism to try to help us deal with the pain. Or, we bring that pain to God. 
We bring it to Him and let His salve just come and just heal that wound up. You know, we get into the Word and allow God to heal us up from the hurts of the day or the hurts of yesterday, the hurts of years ago. Many of us, we got in a habit because we're, we've just been so used of being hurt that we'll throw up walls and we don't let people in. It affects our relationship. And so we just have that habit automatic. Even though there's somebody, they're so nice. They come over, they shake hands. Oh man, it's just good to see you, brother. You know, it's just, you know, and they're saying, hey, why don't we go do this, do that? We shut that down kind of quickly because we've been hurt before. And that's, that's our limp. That's our defense mechanism. And that's a habit that we've formed in our life that needs to change. Can I get a witness? Amen. 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 So we need to change. Those kind of things. You know, so those, those kind of habits. You've got, and remember, in response to all of these here, remember this, I got the power. You know, I got the power. You've got it through Jesus Christ. You have the power to be able to undo these habits, to use the Word of God, to stand on it, to stand on that Word, to not put up defense mechanisms, to not, you know, just, oh, just because so-and-so did it, I did it. We can get out of those habit patterns. The next one is, our habits are the result of choices we make in response to pleasure. You know, some habits get developed by things that feel good. And not everything we know, that not everything that feels good is a good thing. And the scripture even says that sin is, is pleasurable, but only for a season. We find that out in Hebrews 11. That's only for a season, so we have to be careful with that. The next one is, our habits are the result of choices we make in response to our problems. We develop good or bad habits in dealing with our problems. You know, worry, sometimes and we can get into worry and anxiety, or we can get into confidence, have confidence and trust when we face a problem. What's your habit pattern? What's your habit? And you got the power to have confidence and faith in God and trust in God to bring you through any problem that you face. Amen. You don't have to get into worry. We don't have to be in, 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 into anxiety because i tell you what, the worry's not helping that situation anyways. So you might as well not worry about it anyhow, right? But we develop certain habit patterns in response to problems that we face in life. And I think it's better to learn how to bust through them without developing bad habits. It's, it's just better just to bust through the problems using the Word of God. The next, our habits are a result of choices we make in response to our priorities. In other words, our habits will reflect our priorities. Our habits will reflect our priorities. If you want to change some of your habits, you should change your priorities sometimes. Sometimes it's the priorities that need to change. And Christ gives us, again, gives us the power to change any of those things that we need to change. When we're reprioritizing, when we're looking, you know, last week we talked about priorities a little bit and how to do that and having a plan and getting things in order and getting in the right order and how to do that. Well, you know, God gives us the power to do that. Sometimes we look at our situation, we look at what we're going through, we look at all our schedules and we look at it and it's impossible. No, it's not. We got, remember, I got the power. Just some of y'all are going to be singing that all week. That tune's just stuck in my head now, and I can't get it out. And it's going to be in my head all week. Maybe I can put that on while I'm running on the treadmill. The third thing: good new habits begin with new, wiser choices. Good new habits begin with new, wiser choices. Making wise choices forms good habits. And there's some questions that we can ask ourselves before we make choices that will help us to, to, to make good new habits. 
new ones, wiser choices, to make wiser choices. There's some questions that we can, we can ask ourselves, if we can remember to do so, if we can look at that. There's some things, and I want to go over some of them. The first one is, what does the Bible say? about this choice that I'm going to make. That's like the first thing. Sometimes I get a phone call and say, well, TJ, I was wondering, you know, I'm going through this and I got this choice I got to make or I got this decision, you know, and I'll ask them, well, what does the word say? That's the first thing I ask them. They say, well, I don't know. I said, well, I'll tell you what, you go look it up uh, and I give them some hints on where to go and then come back and let me know. What do you think? You know, come back and call me later. They call me, they got all this revelation, they got all this from the word and they just, oh man, I, and they don't need me anymore. And that's good because I'll tell you what, God's a whole lot better than me. I can tell you that right now. So what does the Bible say is the first question that we can ask. And Psalms 119.105 says, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Sometimes we don't even need to pray about it because it's in his word and we're looking for an answer from the Lord. And the Lord's like, look, dummy, it's in the word. Go get in the word. You know, it's like, that's what I, I wonder if God's thinking that sometimes. He's not. He loves us. But, you know, it's in the word. It's there so many times, and yet, you know, we're asking, we're asking our friends, we ask our, our pastor, we ask, uh, you know, our boss, we're asking our parents, we're asking everybody under the sun, and the answer's right there in the Word. You know, what should I do about this? What should I do about this? And the answer's in the Word. The next thing, a question you can ask is, is it controlling me? Romans 6.16 says, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. I choose righteous living. Amen? So that's a question we can ask. Is it controlling me? Another question we can ask is, is this habit constructive or destructive? Real similar to the one before. Is this habit doing me good, or is it doing me harm? Remember, you know, we're the temple of God, and when we look at it, we can look and see, how is this affecting me? This, this thing, this habit that I'm doing, is this really constructive, or is it messing me up. The next one, does it help or hurt my relationships? Remember we talked about relationships and, and, and we can ask ourselves a question, is this messing things up? This habit that I have, the choice that I'm making. Philippians 2 verse 3 through 4 says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. And I'll tell you what, when you do that verse right there, it is just liberating. When you're thinking about others, and, and it, just, it just, your problems, your situation, the things you're going through, just seems to dissipate when you're thinking of others over yourself. It's amazing how that happens. And God just comes in and He just cleans up what you're going through. He just gives you revelation on what you're going through when you're thinking about somebody else. And verse 4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Again, just thinking of others. The next question we can ask, does it increase my influence, witness, and usefulness for God? Does it increase my influence, witness, or usefulness to God? Philippians 1.27, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says, abstain from even the appearance of evil. Why? Because when we're in a habit pattern that's not good, it's a sin area, or it's something that's evil... When others are looking, it's not doing anything good for our witness. The next question that we can ask ourselves, is it consistent with wise stewardship? Is it consistent with wise stewardship? This is not just in regards to your money. Although it could be. Maybe you have a habit pattern. You go in and you, you know, you're just buying everything off the shelf. I gave an example the other day. I had three things. I had to choose two out of the three because I didn't have the budget to spend on all three. Trying to make a wise decision 
on my purchases. Making a wise decision because you're stewards over many things, not just your checkbook. I'm stewards over my children. I've got to make wise, good decisions regarding them. I, you know, I'm wise steward men. You're wise stewards over your families and, and, and moms. You know, you've got such a responsibility. You've got to be a wise steward over your children in the house. And so there's many things there. The next question is, is would, and this one really gets me a lot. Would I want my children to think, do, or say this? <laughs> would I want my children to think, do, or say this? In 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, it says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. You know, that's what Paul said. He said, look, you can look at me. I'm, I, you know, you can look at my witness. I want you to look at me. Do like I do. And so can we say that all the time to our children? Do what I do. Can we say that? And I, I mean, when I read that scripture, I was just like, oh man, I'm just repenting left and right. You know, because I couldn't really say that all the time. I remember years ago, and I think I've told this before, years ago, I, you know, Joshua was really young. And he's in the back seat in the car seat. And we're on a, you know, driving across town. And, and he's just so quiet back there in the back seat that I just, I forgot he was there. You know, and, uh, you know, we're going down the road and somebody cuts me off. And I mean, it was bad. You know, I hit the brakes. I'm doing this. You know, I'm like, what are you doing? You jerk. And I hear this voice behind me. Yeah, you jerk. I was like, well... Oh, man, that just was not good. So what was I doing? I was in a bad habit of even though that guy did that, I'm in a bad habit of calling this guy, you know, a person a name because they messed up doing the driving and all this and that. You know, and I'm just having no patience. I'm all angry out there on the road. You know, don't laugh at me. You do it too. I'm not, no. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, so I had... And, and you never want to be in a position like this, but it happens, and it's happened to me several times. Son, daddy shouldn't have said that like that. You know, um, <clears throat> you know will you forgive daddy for doing that? And, and, and I don't want you to do that anymore. You know, God wants us to treat others with love. And, blah, 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 and I'm just like, oh, man. I just, I don't want to have to say that, right? I don't, want to have to do, I don't want to have to be in that position to do that. And so when we look at all our habits, would I want my children to think, do, or say this? Another question is would I be comfortable with this habit in the physical presence of Jesus? And that's a real kicker there. We don't even need to... That just stands on its own by itself. The next truth, the fourth thing, is to build new habits, you must break old ones. You say, like, duh. Well, but a lot of times that's, that's, that's not... A, it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. To build new habits, you must break old ones. Breaking a habit, it, it can take a while. But I want, it, I want you to know that you can do it. You got the power. I got the power. Okay? You got it. To break old habits, first thing you've got to do is have faith in God. You've got to have faith in the Lord. You've got to have faith in the Lord. I'm saying one more time. You've got to have faith in God. And that's where it starts. It starts with having faith that He is going to help you get and break this habit. He's going to help you get through. He's going to help you make these new wise decisions. The next thing is to receive God's grace. What is that? His, 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 it's His empowerment, His power, his, his ability that He's given you to do, to carry out breaking that habit. Receiving God's grace. Receiving it. Just knowing, standing on the Word, knowing and that, that God has empowered you to overcome this thing. And the second thing is, or the third is 
expose and expel spiritual darkness. See, sometimes we're in a habit, and I mean, there are some forces going in. And I mean, not every time. Sometimes it's just us, but sometimes there's some, uh, the enemy's in there, and he's been working, and he knows he's got, you know, uh, you in this habit, and he's got his hooks into you. So you've got to fight him. You've got to expel him and, and put him in his place, which is under your foot. Under your foot. Bruise his forehead with your heel and put him in his place. And say, Eli, you are not going to deceive me any longer. I command you just to get out. I'll break you in Jesus and just step on his head. Amen? The next one is adopt new habits. You're replacing an old one with something new. You know, they have people that, um, you know, they're trying to quit smoking because they, they just they want to quit smoking. So what they'll do is they'll do something different. They'll do a different habit, something with their hands or fingers. I, you know, I, I talked with one guy. He said he left a bunch of the, the, the butts in his uh, ashtray. And so what he was doing, he just left the butts there. And so instead of buying new cigarettes, what he was doing was taking the butts and just putting it in his mouth and just putting it down because he had such a habit of just with his fingers and you know, putting it in his mouth. And eventually he just kind of weaned himself off that day, you know, doing that. that, that I've never even heard of that. It was kind of weird. But you know what? It worked for him. Some people would chew gum or do whatever they do, you know, to break a habit. So, but it, it's forming a new habit. Instead of reaching for uh, that cigarette or whatever it may be, you know, they, they pull out that gum and, and chew the gum. You know, maybe you're trying to, to cut back on, on uh, some wasting some time. And so instead, instead of doing what you normally do, and maybe it's some of the TV time or something, I don't know. And instead of picking up the remote, you make sure that uh, you pick up a rake instead, or <laughs> I don't know, or a book, or whatever it may be, to do something constructive, or whatever it may be. You've got to adopt a new habit. And last but not least, this is one of the most important things, is keep at it. Don't give up. Keep at it. Don't give up. In Proverbs 24, it says, Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. Verse 16, For a just man falls seven times and does what? Rises up again. Somebody say rise up. See, so you can, I mean, even though you may mess up and fall back into that habit, rise up because you are the righteousness in Jesus Christ. Through Him, you are the righteousness of God. You are righteous. You are righteous. You are a righteous man, woman of God. And you are just. You can rise up. Can we all stand and just rise right now? Just a final quick thought on this series here. I've really enjoyed studying this out. I've enjoyed this series for myself. I've enjoyed some of you have told me and how it's helping you and how it's you know, affecting you getting into the, the Proverbs and looking at these here. I want to encourage you to, to, again, just get online, get these notes, download them on your computer. Ever so often, take a look at them. You know, when you look at the world today, and, you, you know, we need wisdom. This nation needs wisdom. Uh, and, and I look at my life and, and, and what, I'm, what I'm going through right now and the things I'm doing. I need wisdom. I need it. I have decisions to make. And you have decisions to make and things that you're going through and, and you know, habits that you need to break, good habits that you need to, to get into, you know, different ways of thinking that will cause you to and propel you to be successful. You need wisdom as well. I need it. We all need it in this nation. It's the thing. It's the principal thing. And Proverbs says it's the principal thing is wisdom. So get it. And with all your getting, get understanding. 
so we need to get all that we can get. Because it's going to propel you, your family, your life. It'll propel this church forward is wisdom. Amen. It'll prepare, uh, it'll propel us in this community. It'll propel us forward. So this morning, if you're here, you heard the message, you know, there's some habits you need to break. There's some new habits you know you need to form. This morning with, you, with me, because my hand's going up too, can you just raise your hand if that's you? You're like, I need, there's some habits I need to go. So let's, let's do this. Let's just all go bring it to God right now. And let's say to Him, you know, Lord, we're going to trust in You in breaking this habit. Father, right now, Father, right now we trust in You. We lean not to our own understanding. We're acknowledging You. And Lord, I think that from here that we would go out and the things that we do, the things we say, how we think, how we act, the decisions we do, that we would acknowledge you in all of our decisions. And I thank you that we can receive of you, receive of your wisdom in concerning these habits that we need to break. And right now, we just break habits right now. Just do that at your seat. Just say, well, I just break that habit. Just name it out before God, whatever habit you need to break. Lord, we just break that right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for giving strength. Lord, we see the pattern. We know what the patterns are uh, to, to make new good habits, habits that are pleasing to you. And Father, I thank you for strength for each person here that they would never give up, never give up, and that they have the power through you to be an overcomer and to be successful in breaking these habits and forming new ones. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand? God is good. Praise the Lord. Amen.